Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And today, this week's episode is a special episode. It's the 100th episode of, of my podcast here. I appreciate everybody uh, showing their continuing support by listening to the podcast every week and um, watching my YouTube channel and also checking out my website. You could always show more appreciation by uh, making a donation at the website, www.markthesharkmmashow.com or purchasing a t-shirt or hoodie or something for your loved one on there or becoming a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Or buying one of my books at RetortoFamilyBooks.com, either a book I've written or my daughter's written. But yeah, keep on listening to this to this particular episode. Like I said, it's the 100th episode of the podcast, so we're going to be uh, doing a couple uh, different things special for this particular episode. We have uh, this week's Shark Awards. We're going to be doing a UFC recap of UFC 259, and then we also got a... Uh, interview with an MMA fighter. Uh, so ch- keep listening and check it out. We'll be back right back after a few short messages from our sponsors. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want, check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA. And be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week, worldwide, from everywhere. Check it out. www.markthesharkmmashow.com All right, guys. You can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show.
Alright everybody, we're back. And this week, Shark Fighter of the Week Award goes to Amanda Nunes. I was really impressed with her performance uh, this at this weekend's past UFC event of UFC 259 in which Israel Adesanya and uh, Jen Blaskowitz is uh, were featured on the main card. But she is definitely the fighter of the week. She retained her featherweight title by submitting her opponent in the first round in two minutes and three seconds. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how uh, far she can hold on to the title. I'm assuming she's going to re- um, hold on to the other title because she's a holder of two different weight classes. But in fact, I'm going to be doing a special podcast episode, I think next weekend, where I'm going to be focusing on who is indeed the best woman MMA fighter of all time, pound for pound. So make sure you look out for that one. I think that's going to be the topic of next week's discussion. All right, guys, when we get back, we're going to be going into uh, a recap of this weekend's past UFC event, UFC 259. All right, we'll be right back after a short break. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark Retorto, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again, that's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Guys, we are back, and now we're going to be doing a brief UFC recap of this weekend's um, UFC fight featuring Israel Adesanya, um, his first fight at heavyweight. First, I just want to make a couple honorable mentions um, for the preliminary card. Usually I focus on the main card, but... Uh, I have to give uh, some credit to a particular fighter that fought in on a uh, preliminary card. I, I I didn't see all of them, to be honest. There were some that I missed. I still got to go back and watch them in my own time. But I did catch Dominic Cruz's uh, fight against Casey Kenny. Um... As everybody knows, Dominic Cruz is a former world champion, and he's probably got the best record uh, in his weight class. 
I, he's only got three losses in his career, and we're going to be talking about him in another future podcast, along with some other people, to see who would be considered the best uh, fighter at the Bantamweight division of all time. I, I think he's definitely up there. He may actually be the best one. Um, he's been around for a very long time, and he's got a, almost a perfect record. And what's interesting about this one is he appeared on a preliminary card, not on a main event. I don't know if that was his decision or Dana White's decision, but he ended up winning a split decision. Um, he actually looked pretty sharp, considering you know he's getting up there in age, but... I guess the lot of layoffs he had helped him in the long run because he did, hasn't been in too many wars and his body's held up. But what I did notice is, is he has slowed down to his age. I mean, Casey was able to tag him a few times. But Dominic Cruz did actually very good. Uh, he was able to utilize his footwork um, to catch the guy at bay. Although on his retreat a lot of times, Casey was able to uh, tag him. So after Dominic Cruz threw a couple combinations, Casey was able to uh, tag him. But what I did notice was towards, I think it was definitely around three, I'm not sure if he started to do it in round two, is that he was doing what I would say that all fighters should watch this particular fight and implement in their game plan, which is when you watch most fighters fight, they throw one, two, maybe a three uh, attack combo. He was actually doing three, four, five. So he was able to break up Casey's uh, fight rhythm. And then he was actually able to hit him on a three, four, and five. He may not hit, hit Casey on the one, two. But since most fighters are used to fighting on a rhythm of a one, two, maybe a one, two, three, it caught him off guard. And what I might say that on the rhythm of one, two, three, every fighter. Um, at least a professional fighter, they're used to fighting off an internal clock, um, so to speak. And it's a certain set of rhythm. So Dominic Cruz was using a very smart strategy as to what I call the broken rhythm. So he was fighting one, like a one-two, let's say in terms of punches, he was throwing a jab, a cross, and then a hook, let's just say. But then he was able, one-two-three, and then followed up with a four-five. So let's say a kick and then another punch right after that. And then he was also um, doing something interesting. Was He was doing a little bit more wrestling than what I'm used to seeing him. Usually he tends to stand more on his feet. But he was keeping um, Casey uh, guessing. But, I mean, it was a close fight. It was a split decision. But the champ was able to pull it off. So my hat's off to him. It was good to see him back out there. All right, guys. We'll be back after a short break. guys we're back now the next fight that I like to talk about has to do with Andrew Sterling and his fight against Peter Yan uh, he, he won the belt by um, disqualification because he got hit with I should say a Sterling won because he got hit in the head with an illegal knee um and there were some people that were annoyed. Um, 
of that. Like, all right, he won that, and then later on he was seen partying or whatever, and taking Twitters, showing off the uh, his belt. And there were some commentators, particularly notable ESPN UFC commentators, that seemed to be quite annoyed. Um, I really don't see what the big deal is. As to if you had if you had won, I mean, granted, the guy, in my opinion, I think he was losing the fight. You know, the guy definitely was gonna probably win it, but it's a shame that he did win it in this way. But the fact is, he still won a belt, and I think anybody else who says they wouldn't be taking snapshot photos of themselves with the UFC belt, which is such a prestigious honor to have, wouldn't be doing the same thing. Um. I think it's it's a, a bunch of uh, BS. Um, I would be doing it, but again, getting back to the fight, I I think um, he did. He was going to, in my opinion, I I think he was going to. Uh, actually, it was a, a Wani, whatever his name is. I think he was the. Uh, the one commenting that on on Twitter, and uh, what the hell's his name? Let me get the guy's name. Hold on, because this is like pissing me off now. I can't think of the guy's name. Just give me a second here. Give me a second. Sorry, guys. I have to look at my YouTube history because uh, I think it was Ariel. I forget the guy's name. Yeah, Ariel Hawani, which I think is I think he's a. A doofus. I don't even know how. Yeah, he's the guy. Ariel Hawali. I, I think he's a freaking doofus. I don't know how he got his job, but he should be smacked. I mean, did Alex, did, did Sterling really earn the belt? No. But did he earn the shot for the title? Yes. I mean, the guy's got 20 wins and only three losses. I mean, the guy is a beast. But I, I honestly, in my opinion, I think the other guy. Um, would have won the belt had it continued. And then the next one is Manna Nunes. Again, we, we talked to her. She got the Shark Fighter of the Week award uh, for this week as she um, beated Megan Anderson and retained her featherweight title by a first arm submission. And then we have the main event, which is featured... Uh, Israel Arasanya versus the current heavyweight, light heavyweight champ Jan. Now, in my opinion, I would I really did not know if Israel was going to win this fight. Uh, part of me kind of thought maybe because he's so skilled on his feet and he's so technical. Um, and I know he's done it in kickboxing where he's gone up in weight and 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 um, beaten a couple heavyweight guys in kickboxing, but. 
when you look at Jan, his body, his, he's not just naturally heavier than Israel. His bone structure is heavier. Um, now, but this is, this is how I think it played out. Israel did hit him. He actually did look pretty good. So in my eyes, I think this fight proves that Israel can handle the heavyweight division. But size does make a factor. I think even Dana Wade commented on that. But what Dana forgets to say is that Jan is a heavyweight champion. So maybe what this shows to Israel is that, all right, he's a heavyweight. He's I mean, he's a world class champion at his middleweight, but he's just now ready to be a world class champion at heavyweight. But I don't think he's really got that far to go. Because he lasted all five rounds with a guy that outweighs him naturally. The guy probably walks around at 240 easily and cuts, has to cut weight to 205. All five rounds. And to be honest with you, he Israel had nothing to lose. So if he loses, he just say, hey, I lost to a bigger guy. But to the bigger guy, Jan, I was, I'm not too impressed. I was happy to see that he changed his strategy because he was trying to st- strike with Israel. And I don't think... In my opinion, I don't think he really uh, looked that much, that great on the feet. He did tag Israel, but what you know, he, I think his shots were a little bit more powerful. But in terms of strikes, I think Israel got off a lot more strikes than Jan. But to me, Jan can't really boast about the win of this fight. Yes, did he win it? Did he retain it? Yes, but he beat a smaller guy. Now, if Israel had won, then you could say, yeah. You know, it's a big to do. But he had really nothing to lose. Because he was, if he lost, eh, he could just say he lost to a bigger guy. If he wins, great. But I think if he were to work at it down the road, he might, and, you know, maybe put a little bit more weight on, he might be ready for the heavyweight. Now, does this, does it, but what this does show is I don't think he would be able to beat John Jones. No fucking way. <laughs> There's no fucking way that he would have beat John Jones. Now, if John Jones were to come down to middleweight, maybe. But John Jones, I think, is a, is a lot more skilled than Jan. Ten times more skilled. Because he strikes like Israel, but he's at a heavier weight. Naturally. So there's no fucking way. But, yeah. I mean, was it a great fight? Eh. Was it a boring fight? No. I wouldn't give it the sharp boring fight of the... Of the uh, of the week, actually, most of these fights were this week were pretty good. Um, but there there were no boring fights this weekend. There were okay fights. There were some entertaining fights, but the main event obviously did not live up to my expectations. I thought that the uh, co-main event was a lot better. Um, the Benjamin Sterling fight was definitely a disappointment, but it's not neither fighter. I mean, it, it wasn't Jared Sterling's fault. I but that fight was definitely a lot better than the main the main event. But we'll see. All right, guys. So we back up the short break, and when we come back, we'll have an interview with uh, Corey Cunningham. Uh. A, a MMA fighter, and if, if I'm not mistaken, if my I think he was from Oklahoma, I could be wrong. 
So again, the interview is with Corey Buckingham. So keep on listening. That's coming up next. All right, guys. And um, don't forget, if you can, support the channel, make a donation at the website, or buy a hoodie or something, or buy one of my books. And subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Facebook page, which is MarkTheSharkMMAShow.com. Um, I'm on Twitch, so it's MarkTheSharkMMAShow on Twitch. Mark and follow me in my social media, which is MarkTheSharkMMAShow.com. I'm at MarkTheSharkMMAShow on Facebook, Mark underscore Retorto too on Instagram, and Mark with a C BJJ Fighter. And again, remember, it's always Mark with a C. And if you want to be on a show, uh, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com and sign up to be a guest. If you want to be a sponsor, you can go there and sign up to be a sponsor as well. All right, guys, we'll be back after a short break. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You'll get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. Alright guys, we're back on the show. Today we got special guest, Corey Buckingham. How you doing? Good. This is my coach, Justin Paul. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. So where are you guys at? What state? Ohio. Ah, okay. How's it going over there now? Is the weather cold or warmer now? It's probably cold, right? Uh, it kind of warmed up and then it got a little cold today. It's been windy. It has been windy uh, next week. I think we're going to be 50s, maybe touching 60s. So we'll yeah. be all right. Oh, wow. You guys are a lot warmer than we are. Okay. Yeah, the high today was 40, but it's been mostly like 30 degrees over there. Sure. This week. So give us a little background on yourself. Like, so how long have you been doing MMA for? Oh, you know, about six weeks. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm old to this, so I started grappling a couple years ago. I'm 32. Um... It's just kind of one of those, like, I wouldn't know if, I don't know if it's an addiction, but it's just always been competitive in sports and stuff. And it wasn't like semi-pro football or a little college football, or if it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not ready to get fat and go into the beer league softball. So <laughs> this is kind of the next step. Um, started grappling in a place, Mount Vernon, just a small little, little place, Northeast of Columbus, about an hour. Okay. And there were some guys there that uh, Dave Lashley, he's the head guy in Mount Vernon. He started training, um, actually, oddly enough, my doctor, who's Uh, been my doctor forever, told Dave that he was getting fat right after high school. And he was like, you need to pick up like karate or something. And that started like a journey of like 30 years of doing, you know, karate, jujitsu, grappling, all that stuff. And then it just kind of blew up in this area. Um, Justin's a wrestler. We didn't have wrestling until I was like a junior in high school at my school. I grew up in a school that was like, I think 90 on average graduating class. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the next, the next school next to us is a place called Danville. They, they usually have like 40 in their graduating class. So it's a small little hick town area. 
So wrestling, it was it's always Ohio's big on football. You know that. Yeah. Ohio's yeah. always football first, then it's basketball. Wrestling's really not as big, I think, as it once was. No. Especially in like the Cleveland area and stuff like that. That's a big wrestling area. Cincinnati, you got like the Jim Jordans and stuff, you know, the rep Jim Jordan for I think he's in it's like District Four. He won a national championship at Wisconsin. He coached at Ohio State. Now he's a U.S. state representative. Those were like Cleveland, um, Lakewood area, um, St. Ignatius, Cincinnati. Those were like the big wrestling areas. Columbus is more of a basketball, um, football area. Ah, okay. And then Ohio is actually pretty big in baseball, too, in those areas. Like where I grew up, it was baseball. Like it was a baseball town. A little bit of football here and there, but, you know, you're talking division six schools. You're, you know, you got linemen that are five, nine, 150 pounds. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you have guys playing guard and then they'll be cornerbacks <laughs> on the defensive okay. side. So it's kind of weird. But um, how did you yes, get in high school? So school, you just, you just did uh, football, you, you did, you did football basketball, baseball. Those were the big three. Okay. Um, what's it like in Jersey where you're at? Oh, wow. Yeah, like well, the my graduating the class. Like, my graduating class, we, we uh, it was a few hundred. We 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 had our graduating class in what's called the uh, Garden State Performing Arts Center. Yeah, right. Which you know, groups like Van Halen performing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not Giant Stadium. It houses like. If, if you're not like just the inside part, probably like a few thousand, like two or three thousand, but they can get up to 10,000 if you include like the lawn area. But you have like groups like Van Allen that played there and some other big names like Barner. Um, are you more of a Sammy Jersey is, but are you more of a Sammy Hagar guy or um, David Lee Roth? Uh, I actually prefer music wise. Probably more of the Sammy Hager, believe it or not, even though I started younger. <laughs> the guy's never really looked his age. He's looked 60 for 30 years. <laughs> well, in terms of sports, like, no, we had wrestling. I didn't really know about it in grade school, but I'm sure it was around. I didn't really know about it until high school, but I always thought like wrestling was WWF. Meanwhile, we had. That was the same way it was where I grew up. Now, he was a wrestler. High school. But yeah. I'm like, you know, you understand, when I grew up, <clears throat> the martial arts was different. It was all striking, right? Yeah. That was like the big thing. And then Blood you know, sport, kid. Movies, the Chuck Norris movies. They didn't really, they really didn't have, there wasn't really an appeal to to the grappling arts. Well, you didn't have the Gracies yet. The Gracies. Yeah, it changed it all. Yeah, you know, but I mean, now you got there's a jiu-jitsu school. I don't go to it, but there's a jiu-jitsu school like I can walk to. It. There's yeah, a it's just it's exploding. You know? And the guy does MMA over there too. I forget the guy's name. He's huge though. He's like probably like 40, 230 pounds, solid. It's like the guy that runs this place, man. He's like he's from New York. Um, ben Biso. He's in the he's in the martial arts hall of fame. Um, I think he grew up in like Brooklyn or something. I mean, he's been here for like 20 years, but yeah, he's, he's like that. He's like six foot, like two thirty, just like a rock. Yeah. Those are the guys that I always worry about. I'm like, those guys are 270 coming down to 225. 
Yeah, and then then if you go, there used to be like a UFC gym, like probably like two or three miles from here. Uh, place I train in is eight miles. There's there's two Henzo schools within driving distance. Okay. Uh, both within eight miles from my house. The big one here. One was my instructor. The other one was a student that opened up his own school. Gotcha. The big one here is really coming up is the Ronin Training Center. It's got, uh, I think he's won masters like four or five times. I think Vitor, Vitor Oliveira. Okay. Yeah, he's, and he's, he does masters, but he's like 34. I mean, he's, he's like five, nine, maybe like 180. And he's just, it's, it's amazing his strength and, and just how quick he is. He grew up in Brazil. Um, that's mine there but um it's really taken off like i went to college with wrestlers and stuff and that was always kind of intriguing to me i'm like what is this like these are the toughest guys around here i always thought as the football players i'm like these football players have nothing on these guys yeah yeah but like you know not too many people knew about it back then yeah. now everybody's like oh wow like i wish i wrestled you know yeah i do too that would have been a big I advantage i think there's something to be said about the um, you know, sports where you don't really have to rely on a teammate for something. It's all, it's all you. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, team sports is great, but sometimes it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you can hide a bad basketball player on which you've got four really good players. Just tell them to get under there and get rebounds. You can hide a football player. If you're not really deep, put him at guard, you know, but in wrestling, it's either you have it or you don't. In MMA, you have it or you don't. Same with boxing, all that stuff. Um, how did you – you're probably, what, late 30s, early 40s? Oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> I'm a lot older than I look, bro. Well, we're handing out compliments today. <laughs> I'm probably older than your coach. No, man, I'm like 50, bro. Oh, really? Justin looks older because he's got a gray beard. But Justin's only like 36, 37. <laughs> yeah, he's really great. I'm 26 years old, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm clean shaved today. Yeah, yeah. You told me a few weeks yeah. ago I was a clean shave. Justin so is see, a lady. I man, have like bro. I have all the gray hairs, all hair, bro. I hear you. Shave today, so I I want to look presentable to you. Sure, man. I appreciate that. Um, how have, it's years of years of jujitsu, but years of jujitsu also makes me walk funny too. You know, I got like a lot. Yeah, I'm of trying to figure that out, and I've only been doing it for about two and a half, three years. Yeah. Um, Actually, I haven't been doing it. I haven't done it since the lockdown. Like, I, really? I was injured, took, like, about a year off, went back, then they had the lockdown. But I'm, I'm looking to start back up, start out. Do you guys, and I've only done this with Justin. I did it last week, and it kind of has changed my whole outlook. I really haven't talked to him about it, but he put a blindfold on me, and then – grappled with with him and, and and a guy that actually works for me we both own our own businesses so i mean we're here late at night trying to do this because we both have families we got kids and um but he put that blindfold on and we started grappling and it kind of changed my whole outlook on grappling it's it's more about feeling pressure than i ever thought it was yeah yeah 
I don't know if you noticed, there's some, there have been competitors that, that are, that are blind, that are crippled, that go to the jiu-jitsu class. Did you say you wrestled a guy? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I've wrestling wrestled. Too. Yeah. I've, I've wrestled, wrestled blind guy guys. Bring, you got you to uh, make contact. wrestling team, he had um, some muscle disease. Like he walked. There was a guy a couple years ago that wrestled like that didn't have killed. legs. Yeah. He ran. He would run like five miles a day. He wrestled. I think he only won one match in college, but you know, more matches than I won in college. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. I mean, I'm sure he got better towards the end, but I just remember in the beginning. But yeah, he had like some muscle disease where his legs, like he had a, like I've seen, a, like he walked with a limp and his whole body, his whole lower body was tilted. But yeah, he would run. He'd be the last in line, but he did it every day, five miles. Yeah, yeah. He wrestled every weekend. You know, yeah, there's something to be said about it. I feel like I run into a lot of guys that are like, oh, I'm addicted to jiu-jitsu. And it kind of, I think jiu-jitsu is kind of like one of those things. It's like a marathon. Same thing with grappling. Um, pretty much all your martial arts, except for fighting. Because I think you only got probably, especially if you're really good, you probably have a small window. Just like pretty much all professional sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've run into a lot of guys. Oh, I love jujitsu, man. It's great. And they'll go hard for like a year and then you will never see them again. Um, you know, it's kind of like that love lust kind of deal where you kind of rush in, fools rush in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then again, how many years have you been grappling? Oh, like over 15, 20 years. Okay. You know, and that, and that's, that's not, that's, it would be more if I didn't have breaks. I, I was yeah. I was injured for like a good like six seven years, like bad. From grappling. Yeah, I separated my shoulder, and then I had uh, for years I just couldn't get the pains out of out of my arm. Like I would have trouble holding a phone. Now I have problems. With nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I I went back into it when I was forty, and okay. another eight years. Then I got had a my thumb went back, but the real reason I stopped was because of my foot. I'm like, well, let me let my body heal. And it took a lot longer than I, I thought it was only gonna be like two months, it was like eight months, eight or nine months. And then COVID hit just yeah. as I was getting my groove back. But you know, I'll get back into it. I got Are they uh, starting to lift some of your guys' restrictions there. Uh well, let's put it this way: the jiu-jitsu community never really stopped. Bingo. <laughs> well, well, that's I, one thing that I, I never understood. Yeah, the, the only guys that actually stopped training were guys like my age, you know, or close to it. Well, I noticed what was weird to me was even in the small little areas, these small little jujitsu schools and stuff like that, they'd be like, wait a minute. So, and, and, and most of the ones around here are tied into gyms, like weightlifting gyms, Pilates, yep. stuff like that. And, um, and that's just in the smaller areas. There are ones, you know, in Columbus, and we treat Columbus like it's our New York City because really, I mean, it's Ohio, whatever. But um, a lot of those were like, we're not going to stop doing this because this keeps us healthy. This keeps our immune system better. Like you want us to just stop working out? I don't know how many guys just do jujitsu three, four days a week, and that is their workout. And that is a great workout. And that's yeah, how they stay healthy. People, especially um, the average guy, right? He's working, you know, nine, 10 hours a day. Sure. He's only got that 
I mean, unless you're disciplined and you can get up in the morning before you go to work to get a workout. Nope, not this time. No, they're, no. They're, uh, they got an hour workout and it's their workout after work. They go to jujitsu. Yeah. So uh, unless they got more energy after that to go to the gym, like me, I, I was lucky for a few years. I was able to work out on my lunch hour. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, and then prior to that, I would just rotate days, like one day gym, one day jujitsu. But uh, yeah, that, that's the workout. But it's it's a very um, unique situation we're in, right? Because I know guys that are all over the place and they haven't got COVID. And then you hear stories about people like, I don't know, they just went out once and they got it, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm kind of like getting fed up. Like, I got to start doing something. Yeah. You're not alone. A lot of people are like that. And um, yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, you know, it's you kind of it's like one thing. It's like once you don't want something to get taken away from you. Because yeah. it's like, how am I going to get that back? You know, yeah. it's like wearing the mask deal. It's like, how long are we really going to do this? Like, yeah. It, yeah. If you look at it. Yeah. Now for you guys, is it, it's just you and your coach and like one other guy? I'm assuming you're at, you're at a gym now. I'm or at a gym. This is actually not my normal gym that I go to. We just kind of, I'm 20, I live 20 minutes from here. Like for you guys, you live in town, right? So I live out in the middle of nowhere on like a dirt road. So like anything to me that's like close is like 30 minutes or more. And that's like always the way I grew up. So it's like, oh, I'm going to town. It's 45 minutes away. It's like, it's all I ever knew. For some people in like the bigger cities are like, that's eight miles that way. That's way too far. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But there was probably... 40 little kids in here just a little bit ago. I mean, this is for Newark. I mean, this is probably the most active martial arts gym by far here. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty state-of-the-art facility over yeah. here. Um, he's got, uh, I mean, mul multiple depths uh, of rooms throughout the facility. He's got, um, you know, uh, scanning your membership things, like everything's kind of digital. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very state-of-the-art kind of thing. Um, I used to teach for him years ago. And um, we were part of the premier martial arts system. I don't know if you, it, it's a franchise, the premier martial arts. Um, you remember, uh, you remember Hermes Franca? Yes, yes. Okay, so so Hermes Franca, he used to fight for premier martial arts years ago. Um, so yeah. we had, you know, some some names and we did a lot of seminars like in, in Tennessee and things like that. But um, just since I've, you know, I've gotten out of the game and, and uh this this facility is just right down the street from my house and so uh you know Corey got a hold of me like hey man i took a fight you available <laughs> um so it, this oh, is kind of the meeting so he got his own fight you didn't find him a fight he, he went actually the way fight. this happened was <laughs> there was this guy and there's like an ohio amateur mma thing on facebook and there's this ohio combat league and they've been having fights really close to you like 10 minutes from here and all of a sudden, this pops up, and this guy's like, hey, I'm looking for a fight at 185. And I was like, the guy that works with me is a pro fighter. And I was like, I'm going to tell this guy that I'm 95. And next thing I knew, the guy that uh, runs it, he's a teacher, and he's, his name's Mark Coffer. He's a pro fighter or whatever. Um, and my wife's a teacher, and I thought she would not be happy with it because, you know, she was <laughs> So I didn't tell her for a while, and that – blew up in my face but whatever she's cool with it now but okay. um that fight fell through so then he offered me another fight 
it was a guy from my own gym. So I asked oh, the wow. guy, I was like, I was like, I'll fight him. And the one guy that runs the gym is like, I really want you guys fighting. You know, you're in the gym. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then he offered me a third guy. And I was like, it's like four weeks. It's like a couple weeks later. I was like, I'll fight him at 205. How about that? I'll come down some weight. So, yeah, I mean, the guy that I'm fighting is in two days. And uh, he's never had a fight. I've never had a fight. I think he's more of a striker. So okay. we're going to see. Just, okay, so I, the first I guy you were going to fight at 185? Did I hit that right? Fight at one, I told him I'd meet him at 195, and then that fell through. Uh, and then the other guy. So how much gonna, weight did you have to cut to make 195? I was going to have to cut about 28. Oof. Which you I could have done. weight before, have you? Oh, yeah, I have for jujitsu tournaments. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So I've done that. Um, usually it's like water loading, like, you know, yeah, three, yeah, four yeah, days yeah, out. Okay. It's amazing. Like one night, I think I lost 13 pounds by the next like day, 24 hours. Like this is incredible. Now, granted, I didn't feel good and I was seeing double for a little while, but um, I knew some wrestlers and stuff and they kind of told me exactly how to do it. And I was like, this is what you guys do to your body. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did they tell you to do the water loading trick? Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, you know, water I would do like two yeah. gallons, one it's gallon, weird. half, nothing. Yeah, you start out drinking, I think, one day, two gallons, and then the next day, a gallon, and then you... Yeah, it was two gallons, one gallon, yeah, half, and then yeah. nothing, and then the day you weigh in, nothing. So by the time you're there, you're just so depleted. It's it's wild. I, I, I did that, I think I did that once or twice. I thought I thought that was weird, because prior to that, I would always just starve myself. Oh, okay. And then, and then and just do a lot of cardio, but I, I did that once. I forget why I chose that one. I think a, a, a friend of mine who's done MMA told me about it. And so I the last the last time I did it was for a tournament up in Akron, Ohio, and um, they were having early weigh-ins. So I didn't drink for like two days before I went into weigh-ins. I walk into the gymnasium to weigh in. And they're just setting up the mats for the next morning. And he was like, what's your weight? And I was like, I don't know, like 203. He was like, all right, good. Never even weighed me. I was like, are you? I was like, I just, <laughs> I was like, I just water loaded and starved myself for a week. And then you just, he's like, all right, man, you have a good one. I'm like, this is killing me. Oh, wow. So I immediately went over and got like a Big Mac. So now you definitely have a match in two days at 2.05, though. Yeah, I was 2.04 this morning, so. All right. So you I, haven't cut, I haven't cut any really. I haven't. The last couple, I mean, we've been going pretty hard. I've been watching my diet and stuff. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it. I think it's a good match for me. Um, from what I've seen, he's got some videos on there. He seems like a heavy-handed guy. So Is he going to stream it on YouTube or anything? Um, there's like a pay-per-view. there. There's actually, this is like one of the only, it's OCL 10, it's tomorrow night. There's like 30, I think there's 15 or 20 fights. Tomorrow night and then amateurs. Yeah, tomorrow night. The and then, and I think there's some amateurs tomorrow night too. And then there's another 15 or 20 fights on Saturday. Like they've really loaded it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like one of the only ones. There's guys coming from uh, like, like Philly to fight on this one because – PA is not having fights, so it's pretty wild. I'm surprised. Well, I'll tell you, they've got a hike to get to you. Well, they've they've yeah. got a lot of uh, seven hours, a, a lot of uh, a lot of experience between the staff for for this promotion. Um, 
we've dealt with uh, the matchmaker years back. Um, her name's mm. Nicole. She used to, to Nicole Castillo. Her husband's uh, was it Nick? Maybe Nick. The Mexican Muscle is that's that's his, his name. Nick, maybe or Mike. Uh, Mike I, Matt Castillo or something. But his he's got the Mexican Muscle on his stomach, and that's his fight. So that's she fight. She used to she used to um, matchmake for uh, the NAAFS years back, and they okay. brought they brought big names. The most recent one that they brought to UFC is Stipe uh, Stipe Miocic. Um, okay. So he, yeah. he, he was a, you know, a big name on, on, so they've got a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of experience. These guys are, are great, uh, great at matchmaking, great at promoting and, and putting on really good shows. So, I mean, pe people want to come to this, to this organization because they know um, that the exposure that it gets. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. Like I was surprised because, you know, I've heard, you know, guys back in the day, for example, the first time I ever heard about UFC, or anything like that. My brother-in-law, who's a really good athlete, took one of his buddies and they went to like this bar and they were like having MMA fights. And the guy named Eric Fisher and the guy that he fought had like, what was it? Like white pride tattooed like on his <laughs> leg or something like, you know what I mean? Like Aryan Brotherhood or something like like you hear about some of these crazy stories about fights 15, 20 years ago before it was yeah. really sanctioned and stuff. I mean, guys, bars, barns, you know, fairgrounds where, but now, I mean, this place stayed the art. They just remodeled this Ohio event center. It, it's in Granville. I mean, Granville, my buddy just bought a house there a couple of years ago for 400,000. His taxes are almost 20,000 a year. And it's just right there. I'm like, wow, they have really gone all out for amateur MMA fights. I was like, if I want to fight somewhere, it's going to be 25 minutes from my house. And it's going to be at that place. So I really can't, I can't lose in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, good luck to you, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I was glad you, you had us had me on. Um, yeah, man. It's definitely a little, I went to school with some guys that ended up being really good fighters. One was, you know, Trent McCown. He's, he's fought in some really, I mean, he, he's he been right there a couple of times. I mean, he's fought some, the guy that he just fought, he, he, he lost to that guy. His next fight was in the UFC. His name is Jared Gooden or something. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. And that, that's the crazy thing is, um, this is a little different perspective. I'm in my thirties now, just doing a fight, own a business. But I mean, I think that's kind of the thing is if you like to compete and you've got a toughness about you, it doesn't really matter. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter how old you are. I wouldn't want to be doing this at 40. Yeah, yeah. But I feel younger than what I, I feel younger than, than the age that I have. But I think a lot of that's just kind of keeping active. Yep, yeah. That's, a, that's 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 the good thing, right? Yeah. You gotta keep your mind and body active. That's true. Right? That's well, that's yeah. Justin. That's Justin's problem. <laughs> <laughs> His mind's always active, but he's just not very physically active anymore. <laughs> he fought at like one thirty-five. He was a good fighter too. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's good, man. You uh, you obviously right. You got this podcast. You do a lot of stuff. What is your full-time day job? So when you get up in the morning, what do you do? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in information technology. 
Let's just leave it I at that. Got, yeah, there you go. And I, I, I have like a hectic schedule, so. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Justin does uh, drywall, roofing, does residential and commercial construction. I'm a door guy. So I only do like commercial doors, storefront glass, stuff like that. It's just me and one other guy. So we're constantly just doing something stupid. And it's like, you know, they'll be like, you want to come to this door? It's like, sure. But then I'll be working on a $100,000 project. Next thing you know, I'm over working on like a $1,000 project. I'm like, this bartender's kind of cute. I guess I'll just, you know, go over here. So that's the beauty of owning your own business. Sometimes you kind of do what you want until you get in trouble. So. Yeah, yeah. So you got out. kids? Yeah, I got four kids, bro. Four kids, four daughters. I saw that. Yeah. My goodness. That sounds like I have two daughters. Yeah. And I've got a son. So now yeah. you have four different, you have four kids, four different women, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's usually my go to. Like, I'll be like, I have three women. I have three kids, three different women. It's kind of a hectic oh, time. People just look at me like, that's a joke. I've, I've been married for like eight years, but I just like to see the reaction to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of like an NFL oh, player, but just kind of, you know, I'm not an NFL player just to kind of get that reaction. <laughs> so, yeah, man, nah, man. Can you imagine? <coughs> I mean, unless you're <coughs> of certain, there's certain ethnic groups where you're allowed to have multiple wives, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and unfortunately, those ethnic groups, it's in their culture for the women to obey and listen to the man. Sure. Because if it was if it wasn't for that, can you imagine having four wives, bro? No, I killed myself a long time ago. <laughs> What's enough, bro? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like that, that's a that's a cultural norm that I don't think I'll ever figure out. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, can you imagine? Four people no, talking to not do. No, no, I can't. You should stop bringing it up, too. Yeah. That's fucking insane, bro. Oh, dude, I can't even, like, sometimes my wife will pull something, and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. You know, like, I'll, I'll get some sass going. The next thing I know, I'm like, if the worst thing that would ever happen to me probably is if I got divorced, because she would just kill me. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would be living in a box. <laughs> Now imagine that times, yeah. times four women. Like I'm like the yeah. Antonio Cromartie of door guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, guys, it was great having you on the show. Good luck on your fight. No, man, I appreciate it. Maybe we can do it some other time. Definitely, definitely. And then we'll have you back on probably after your fight if you want. If you want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd Hit be me good. up. It's a pleasure. All right, guys. All right, guys. We'll be back after the short break. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com Alright guys I hope you enjoyed the show 
and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.